Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 118 of the App EVs podcast. I'm your host, Chris Rogers, and this week's episode will focus on the Aptera news for the period between June 19th and June 24th, 2023, which will be about updates from a recent Aptera ambassador webinar. Hello everyone, I hope that you all had a great week. Today's episode is going to be all about a webinar which took place last Thursday, June 22nd with the Aptera Ambassadors, of which I'm fortunate enough to count myself one of their members. In this webinar, it was entirely for the Ambassadors. There was a presentation as well as a Q&A portion where they provided updates about what's going on in Aptera. It, it featured a, a number of staff from the communications team, including Sarah Hardwick, Audra Leslie, Quincy Hilla, Chris McCammon, as well as a, a appearance by co-CEO Chris Anthony, uh, all sharing updates on, on what is going on at Aptera, you know, what's the path towards production, you know, what's new, what is the company working on. And so I'm going to try to synthesize the highlights that I found from that particular or from this particular meeting and you know put the word out what Aptera is trying to share and and what they're trying to convey about what their pathway towards production is and so hopefully you all will find this helpful Aptera will not be uploading a recording of that webinar and so in addition to this particular episode of the podcast I'm also going to link to a highlight video for the YouTube channel, the Aptera Owners Club. They also went through the webinar and talked through, um, Steve spoke through what he believed to be his highlights. And so I'd recommend if you're looking for additional perspective, there are a few others who have posted videos on, on YouTube about what their overall reaction was to that. And so just kicking things off, I'm gonna go through the updates one by one that jumped out to me. The first one that I thought was significant is about upcoming events, which will become increasingly significant for Aptera as they get closer to production. Aptera views these as a real opportunity to to not just maintain, but really build momentum because I think the way, and, and I'm sort of seeing this happen, whatever the rate of reservation is now, once people get a chance to drive around and ride in the vehicle, it's going to the the pace of reservations is likely going to increase and that will also put more pressure on the company and as they get closer to the finalized delta prototype models as they finalize the body in carbon with the um, excuse me with cpc in in modena they're they're getting closer to the finalized production version of the vehicle and something that they can really show to people and when people can see that it's very different from these webinars, as helpful as these are, as, as helpful their their videos and advertisements that they do online, people, if you're gonna, especially for expensive they are, people wanna ride around in this and that's, and so these events, these will be significant. And so Aptera has a, a multi-pronged strategy which will include both attending or making appearances likely at, at major existing events, something like Comic-Con, which makes sense the San Diego Comic-Con, I believe, is the biggest Comic-Con in the U.S., and if not the world. And uh, since it's in San Diego and, and Aptera is based in the San Diego area, this is the largest event that they could get the, the largest amount of eyes. Also, they could increase their visibility with a different demographic. 
from the folks who may be aware, who are more active online, who are more aware of sustainability and electric vehicles, clean transportation, by going to Comic-Con, that, there's a whole wide swath of people who will attend that, thousands and thousands of people, there are tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, in any case. So they're, they're planning on going to these larger events as well as conducting smaller pop-up events, which sound like something if you're based in California, in the in Southern California or the Western United States, this is something that you would have the opportunity to take advantage of. It doesn't sound like they'll be doing the pop-up events globally or, or even across the United States. And so if you're either based in the West Coast of the United States or you're able to get out there, there may be an opportunity if you're paying attention to to Aptera social media to get a a look and get a test ride at the vehicle at, at one of these events. And I'll be sure to, as, as they provide information about when these are, I'll be sure to promote them in this podcast. So if you want to make those plans, you can you can get out there. Personally, I've never seen an Aptera in person, and so I'm eager for more opportunities to do so. I'm not sure if I would I will be able to make it out to the Western United States, but if I, I can, I'm very eagerly looking forward to the first chance to actually just sit in the vehicle and see what it's like. The next update that Aptera wanted to get the word out about was regarding the fundraising, specifically the pause that's been going on in the investments. And while they have currently paused investments from unaccredited investors through the Reg A offering, they are, Aptera was very clear to stress that they are still accepting investments via the Reg D offering, and that's from accredited investors and I guess in large larger institutions. So they have not they have not fully paused the acceptance of and of all types of investments. It's just one particular type of investment that they are they are pausing. And, and so if you're in that category of an accredited investor, you are still able to invest within the company while they are pausing it for essentially the rest of us. Um, and from and they actually provided an update on as to a sort of an explanation as to well, my understanding of why they decided to pause these investments. And it really stems from the incredible success of the Accelerator program. In addition to the CEC grant and other sources of funding, that that the about 1,300 people or so who've invested to become the Accelerators has really provided a jolt in the arm that has helped Aptera to procure critical equipment and and tooling and it was so successful that that it sounds like that's what led to the pause in the investments apparently there is a limit to the amount of money that can be raised via crowdfunding i guess via this reg a offering the this is the most common type of investment from from crowdfunding but there's a limit to the amount of money that can be raised in a, a year, I, I think it's a year, but there's a defined period where you can only raise so much through that, after which you have to cap it. And because so many people jumped into the accelerator program, they essentially, you know, I guess based on their projections, they're coming up on that cap. And they're coming up on that cap a lot faster than they believe they would. In fact, I guess they didn't really think that they would ever hit that cap, that, that annual cap. And so the concern that Aptera has is that 
the second they start touring around the Gamma prototype and they start giving out test rides, they start doing these different events, which are planning on doing very soon, the pace of investments in the company is going to increase significantly. And ultimately that's a good thing, but with the, the number of slots and the accelerator program shrieking and, and the likelihood that there's gonna be an increased pace or an influx of a huge amount of investment that could push them up against that annual cap very, very, very soon. And so the worst case scenario for Aptera, and this, this would be if they did not pause the investment, is that at the time when the interest in investing at Aptera would be the highest, that is say in the next month or so, when they start giving out these test rides with the Gamma prototype, they would then have to do what they're doing right now. They would have to pause the acceptance of investments to prevent going over that threshold limit for the amount of money that you can they can crowdfund. So the alternative is that they're pausing now. That would allow more time to pass and it would make it less likely that they will hit the annual cap and the amount of money that they need to raise. And so this means that there's so it clarifies that they're definitely planning on reopening the investments to unaccredited investors, but they're going to wait to do so at a point when they're confident that they're not going to have to shut off investment um, at a time. Again, when you know you can you can envision the scenario where they take a for I don't know they they take the Gamma prototype to Comic Con and a few high profile. Um, individuals, I don't know, celebrities, people in Marvel movies, they see the vehicle and they post about it on social media. And you can see there's this explosion of interest in the company and a bunch of people get interested and they try to reserve it. And maybe they invest money in the company. And then Aptera, you can imagine if at that moment, Aptera had to put out the word to people like, actually, we're no longer accepting investments at that time. At, at this moment, the only people who are really interested in, in there's mostly the most diehard of clean transportation people. It's a relatively small number of people who are following the company and telling us to to, to pause investments is not the end of the world. It's 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 kind of a it's just a timing thing is what this what this comes down to. So I I expect in, in the coming months they will reopen investments and they will and I guess everything will be back to normal. And so I hope that explanation makes sense. Essentially, the crowdfunding enthusiasm through the accelerator program, it it dramatically exceeded expectations and so much so that they need regulatory approval to increase the limit or they just need to pause time to make sure that they don't go over that threshold limit. The next big update um, for, for those based in the US is regarding the helmet requirements. Um, I I'd forgotten about this, but there there's still a few states that require you to have a helmet in a three-wheeled vehicle. Aptera in the United States is classified as an auto cycle, which is some, I'm not sure what that regulatory loophole is, but it's essentially a motorcycle. And for that reason, there are a few states that did require that you would have to have a helmet, even though it was an enclosed vehicle. As of right now, that is no longer a requirement if you are over the age of 18 in any state in the U.S., uh, but in Arizona, Oklahoma, Wyoming, those are still the holdouts for riders who are under the age of 18, but Aptar anticipates that this will change soon. And so essentially, 
the helmet requirement for an enclosed vehicle of an Aptera, which is a bit silly, will soon be going away in the United States. This is probably not an issue for those based out of the United States or in Europe. I think the, the whole auto cycle, that specific classification, that, that really seems like a, a specific United States thing. I don't, I don't think that any other countries are, are doing that. And so there's not really that this sort of issue with either requiring helmets. In any case, if it is an issue in, in your country, I'm, I'm actually curious about what's going on. And so send me an email at appevspodcast at, at gmail.com. You know, I'd be curious about what's going on, what those regulatory challenges are elsewhere. The next update on production was about Alafe, the manufacturer of Aptera's hub motors. And they're moving a lot closer to production with both the motor and the inverter, which is also being developed with Alafe. And it's, it's, it sounds like, I mean, I guess they've been working on this for a while, but the, the final version that Alafe will be making is, it's, I think it's close to a, the off the shelf version or hub motor that they have, but it's been, it's been tweaked in a lot of way, I think, to, to respond to the specific efficiency requirements. And I guess maybe the low, low power draw of the Aptera. And I, I really enjoyed a line from Chris Anthony at this point describing the hub motor as the drivetrain of the future. Whereas other EVs have multiple components that rub against each other and create losses, the hub motors, it, and just to clarify, the losses from other electric vehicles and their drivetrains, those are still significantly less than you would get in internal combustion engine vehicles. But they're still significantly more than what you have in hub motors just because there are more moving parts. With Aptera, the only wearable component in the entire vehicle is of, of the it is in the drivetrain and it's in the axle bearing, which is what connects the wheel to the rest of the vehicle. And I just have to say this again, the only wearable component on the entire vehicle is the axle bearing. And the end result, since there's nothing else that's wearing, wearing against anything else, the expected service life of the motors is 1 million miles or, or more, plus you get regenerative braking, reducing the need to replace brake pads significantly. And the end result of all that to, that together is that the only thing you will need to replace for the first 1 million miles of driving an Aptera, again, assuming you don't get any other accents, are the tires and the wiper fluid. That is an absolutely staggering achievement if they succeed in, in their vision. I just have to stress that again. The only thing you will have to replace on an Aptera in 1 million miles of driving are the tires on the vehicle and the wiper fluid. That's basically saying you're never going to need to take an Aptera to a mechanic. There's no servicing. There's nothing you're going to need to do. I imagine the biggest thing that you will need to do for an Aptera or that you should do if you want to keep it in the best condition is cleaning it, it especially with the wheel pants i think that there may be, i could see debris and different stuff getting stuck up in the interior component of the wheel pants and so it would be in your best interest to clean that out more regularly but in in terms of actual servicing i mean it's an electric vehicle so you're, you're not doing oil changes already there's just not stuff that you need to do it it's 
there's just nothing that's rubbing against nothing that's creating losses. That's how you get the low watt hour per mile with the the overall energy, or excuse me, with, with the way the, the vehicle works. But it, it's just, it, it's the, the hub motors are a real, uh, I think, unsung component because of that that overall, the, the reducing the wear and tear on the, on the drivetrain. There was also an update uh, moving on on the wind tunnel testing, which if you've been paying attention to Aptera social media, they posted some images that they'd recently taken their vehicle in, but they didn't share any results. And so I was hoping that that would that would we would get those results within this webinar. And I don't want to bury the lead, but they did not share the updated coefficient of drag for the vehicle. However, based on how they spoke about the results of the testing and the improvements to the aerodynamics of the vehicle that Aptair has previously spoken about in terms of how they've improved the overall shape. That was part of the slightly ex extending the length and making some tweaks. I believe that the final number is going to be lower than the 0.13 that they initially promised. And the reason why they didn't share the updated numbers now is because they were mostly using this round of testing of just the gamma prototype of the vehicle to validate their testing that they've been doing, the modeling, the data that they have, and to aid in the final design of the Delta prototype that is the production intent version of the vehicle. Once they have this production intent version finalized, they're gonna to return to the wind tunnel testing and then they will share that final number with the world. And while initially I, can, I feel like this can be kind of maybe feel a little bit annoying the way that they're drip feeding the information on the drag and talking about the improvements but not giving us a number but for me this this approach it makes sense for a couple of reasons the first is that i think it avoids a lot of unnecessary confusion with the reporting of different drag coefficient numbers over time you know the first time they talked about numbers when they relaunched the company was that it would be 0.13 and they've been saying that all over the place it's in the marketing that's in the faqs on the website right now since they've just tested the newer gamma prototype there is a new drag coefficient number which would be the second one that the company would be reporting and then when they finalize the design for the delta prototype there's there's a likelihood that there's going to be a third drag coefficient number and so you're talking about three separate numbers over time and i think that's that's a a worse scenario than just having all right we had an old one and a new one i think it's it's better if they say it was say 0.13 and now maybe it's 0.12 and the alternative if they report it if they report out the new numbers it would be well it was 0.13 and now it's 0.125 um but wait a minute now it's 0.12 and so you know they're I think it's it's weird if, if they try to build excitement for the increased number and then they just have to do the same thing again a few months later. The second reason I think this approach on waiting to the final numbers come out is because this is going to be a historic achievement for passenger vehicles and it's probably never going to be beaten again. You, you know, unlike any other technical component of a vehicle, you're talking about the acceleration of it, you know, in terms of zero to 60 or zero to 100 miles an hour uh, time uh, acceleration, in terms of towing capacity, in terms of uh, the overall range of the vehicle. There's so many things that a vehicle can do that there are so many different factors and variables 
that its numbers are, are going to steadily go down and go up over time. You know, we're, we're not at the end point of, of any sort of factor. But when we're talking about drag coefficient, the Aptera, this, this two-door vehicle that Aptera is making, is essentially the mathematically perfect design that can fit two people. This is, there is no, unlike other iterations on any other factor of a vehicle, there's nothing beyond really this two-door Aptera. And that applies, you know, the shape that Aptera is using they don't have a monopoly on the Morelli body. That's just, that is the exact same shape that any other automaker can do. So when it comes to drag coefficient, you can, at best, you can match the three-wheeled Aptera, and, and that's it. You, you will never be able to beat it. No one is going to beat this first, this first number. And so the number that they, the final number that they have for their design intent or production intent vehicle that's it. That is that is the high watermark for drag coefficient. And as much as I would love a teaser update in the interim now, I'd rather wait for the maximum impact when Aptera is going to be able to say, this is the maximum, or I guess in this case, the minimum number. But this is the best any passenger vehicle for, for two people can have, period. Um, and, you know, they, they, can, they can basically say that now, except that they've made improvements between the alpha prototype, the gamma prototype, and eventually the delta prototype. So whatever number they end up at, that's it. And, and that's the number that everyone should be talking about where you know it's, it's how efficient or what's the drag coefficient of your vehicle in comparison to the Aptera because everyone will know that that is the, the standard, that is the maximum achievable standard after which no one is able to go beyond. The, the, the last update from this webinar, which is something that, that I've, I was really pleased to hear about, was a confirmation that torque vectoring from the hub motors is still in the works for the vehicle. This is something that was mentioned very early on, but it hasn't come up in a while. Essentially, torque vectoring is the fact that you could change the speed of rotation of the different hub motors to aid in the handling of the vehicle in some way, as well as doing other different components. You know, with with the hub motors, uh, Aptere are going to have precise electronic control of the vehicle's movement for, for all purposes, including stability. And this will allow for things like parlor tricks like tank controls, you know, where you have one wheel spinning in one direction and the other one spinning in opposite directions. And so the, the vehicle will, will spin and pivot in place. It, but it, it also means it's like very, very, very practical things like lane keep where you don't have to turn the steering wheel at all the vehicle is just going to slightly increase or decrease the speed of the rotation of one of the hub motors so that the vehicle stays within the lanes and and stays going where it's supposed to do and you can do that because the aptera is going to have very it's going to have precision controls of the motors and their movements in a way that other vehicles can't you know chris anthony made this point that a lot of other vehicles, they do a brake assist or stability control through the, the brake system of a vehicle. And those brakes are hydraulically powered. They're not under some sort of instantaneous electronic precision. You know, something happens, a sensor goes off, and then a hydraulic you know pump has to compress in some way. 
And even though there may be a small delay, it's still a delay that does not exist in, for electronically controlled hub motors. And, and so there's a lot of potential here for Aptera to have, I mean, they, they've already, they've designed it so that it's going to be very stable, but it's going to, I think it, it's going to be able to have control in, in wet or slippery conditions on a level that that other vehicles would not, that, that four-wheeled vehicles uh, would be envious of. And so I, I'm very excited to hear that they're still working on this. Apparently, it's really only ramped up again in the last couple of months, which is probably part of the reason why they haven't spoken about it very much. Um, but that's those those were all the highlights that, that I got out of the Ambassador webinar for now. They have, Aptera has promised that they will be sharing more information with the Aptera ambassadors. And so as I receive that information, I will be sure to pass that along via this this podcast that and uh, I again I would encourage you to check out other people have posted videos and, and their reactions on YouTube from from different ambassadors who are there um, but it, I'm really excited that Aptera is, is ramping up you know this added line of communication to ambassadors so that we can get information out there and that uh, really exciting news that they're planning on, you know, the I think the Gamma prototype is back in the U.S. and they're they're getting ready to hit the road with that. And and I, I think there's we're, we're in store for a really exciting summer. Um, so in any case, um, stay tuned for more details. And that concludes episode 118 of the App EVs podcast. I hope you found this episode interesting. If you enjoyed the podcast, please tell a friend so that we can continue to grow the Aptera movement. I also include my referral link in the show notes, which you can use for $30 off your $100 refundable deposit for an Aptera. The App EVs podcast is available on all major podcasting platforms, including Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc., etc. If you have any questions or feedback, including corrections, please send those to aptevspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to OS50 for the song movies, and in the words of Jeff Kanata, think about what you put out into the world, make it a better place. 